You're listening to the Man Project Podcast with your host, Ted Rice. Would you like to be bigger, leaner, and stronger? Do you want to develop the confidence to go after what you want in life? Or how about becoming the man that women want to be with? We're here twice a week to empower you to reach your full potential so you can live life on your own terms. Subscribe to our podcast or download our free app in the iTunes Store or Google Play. Find it all at manprojectpodcast.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to another episode of the Alpha Man Project. I'm your host, Ted Rice. And guys, have you ever wondered what it would be like to have an amazing social life or what steps you have to take to create that? And when I mean amazing social life, I'm talking about when you're out and you see the people, the groups of people, the guys hanging out with other cool guys, hanging out with women, just being treated like VIPs. And you know the guys in that group, they're not going to have to work hard to meet other women because they're just giving off this amazing vibe. And meeting women aside, what about networking opportunities? Because the truth is that everything we do in our life, we do with or through someone else. And relationships are the key to really creating an extraordinary personal and professional life. And the way to do that needs to be intentional and it needs to be focused, needs to be a process. And it ultimately starts with you. And that's what my guest today is going to talk about. He's going to talk about how to create this amazing social life that will open up doors of opportunity to dating women, to possible business opportunities, getting clients. And he's going to go over how It's really a learned behavior. So if you ever see those guys, they had to learn how to do it. And my guest, Jason Troy, is going to go over what you need to do. He's going to tell you how you need to engage with other people to build the next level social communication and emotional skills, how you're going to build those up and the concept of social capital and the role it plays in a relationship building process. So Jason, thanks so much for being here, man. I am psyched about today's interview. Well, hey, I'm excited to be here and talk to everyone. It's fantastic to, I think, share these concepts with people because as you said, I mean, relationships are really the key to our own existence. And we look back on our life, no one ever said they wanted to put in their tombstone, I worked a good life. It's all (laughs) about the relationships that we have with people and the experiences that we have with others as well that really shape those things. And, you know, I remember, you know, a couple years ago when my dad was passing away and the last conversation I had with him in a hospital, he was just like, don't waste your life like I did. Get out there and really build the relationships that matter to you. And that really had a big impact on me. And it's not something that I didn't know before then, but hearing someone at the end of their life, and I'd say to you 24 hours before he passed away, have that conversation with me, had his own sort of come to Jesus with himself at that point. And I thought to myself, wow, I mean, that's a message more people need to hear. And I think it's just something that I'm really passionate about talking about. If you want to triple your dating or have better relationships, go to our website and sign up to receive our free report that will help you attract women naturally. 
Yeah, well, Jason, thanks for sharing that because you and I actually know each other. I've done some coaching yes. with you. We've known each other for, you actually knew me before this whole podcast started. Yes. But I didn't know that about you and how that played a part in this. So thanks for sharing that personal story. And You're man, welcome. just hearing you talk about it just kind of gave me chills a little bit because it's true. We better not waste our lives. So true. And it's all about building relationships. Well, it seems kind of silly to ask you for a quote after hearing one from your dad, but I'm going to do it anyway, because I know you have a great one for us. You know, this quote I absolutely love, and you can actually Google this one if you look on Sylvester Stallone and the making of Rocky. And the quote here is unrealized dreams. It's the most of the difficult things for people to accept. They never were realized in their own lifetime. They didn't just get that shot. And I think that it's really something that everyone looks back on their life. And just as my mention of my dad was really unrealized dreams in their life. And they never really got that shot at the title. And I thought that for Sylvester Stallone, he was talking about it in there, was like really talking about his own life because he was going to sell his manuscript, right? I mean, Rocky would have never been made, but he decided against all odds that he wasn't going to sell it. And for a man who had less than $30 to his name, someone offered him $300,000 for that script. Think about that, right? You had no money, but he knew that this was his life. And this was going to be his legacy. And he decided to find a way. And he did. And so I think that's something that, you know, we all can relate to, even looking forward in our lives or looking backwards. So, yeah, unrealized dreams. (laughs) Yeah. And guys, even if you try and go after your dreams and don't get them, it's still okay because you know you tried. And stop me if you disagree, Jason, but it's just the fact that you never tried. So you never know what would have been if you would just put that effort forth. Yep. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. So you got to get out there and do it. And I find that people who are passionate about things in their life and what they believe in, they usually stop just short, right? It's almost like shooting a hockey puck and then just having it come really short of the goal line or, you know, putting in golf and having it be just in the lip but not going in. You know, you just got to take that little extra oomph to get it past the line and I, or in the hole. And I think that that's really where most people fall short. It's not that they didn't fail. They just didn't go far enough. And they didn't just take a little bit extra when they probably thought that they couldn't. But again, just like you know in your business, your mind always gives out before your body. And it's the same way here, right? You have to train your mind to move one step farther. Even when you think you can't go any farther and you're at the end of the struggle, trust me, there's always more that you can do and give in order to get there. And secondly, you know, most of life, and if you talk to any entrepreneurs, is failure, right? I mean, nine times out of 10, they fail. It's all you need is one success. And if you go back in the history of time and talk to people about all of their successes, you will hear all their failures. You just you don't hear that normally because people don't sit in an interview or in a magazine or whatever you're reading or anywhere and talk about the failure because no one wants to hear about that. They want to hear about the success story. But behind all those things, a massive failure because you don't know what you don't know. Right. Innovation means you're going outside of the norm, which means you're going to fail because you have a theory 
and you're going to test it. And most of the time you fail. But what it teaches you is this didn't work. So then we'll iterate it and that might work. And then eventually you get to where you're supposed to be. Yeah. And that's such powerful stuff. And yeah, it's the story of the overnight success after 10 years, right? Yes. And uh, I was listening to this very famous entrepreneur who actually teaches other entrepreneurs now. And he said, listen, most of what you're going to try is not going to work. It's not going to work, but you will eventually learn when something does finally work, you'll eventually learn from that success and you'll start to recreate it. Well, anyway, we kind of went from one direction to the another, and I want to bring it back to these relationships because that's a big part of it realizing our dreams, like we said in the beginning, it really has to do with these relationships that you create. I mean, you and I know each other, right? From online and I'm meeting all these people from this podcast. It's just, guys, I should do a whole show just on how my life has changed in the past six months from meeting people. But Jason, for the people who haven't experienced what we're talking about here. Can you explain why any of the guys listening should care about building an amazing social life? Well, I mean, your life is about the relationships and the people that you have in them. And typically people are living a life of scarcity and you wouldn't be surrounded by the people that you are currently if you actually lived in abundance. Most people, right? I mean, most people are choosing people that they're dating or in relationships out of a very small amount of people, right? A pool of people because they don't know more people and that affects their choices and that affects their choices for everything in their life. I mean, it's same thing for jobs and businesses, right? I mean, if you knew more people, you could raise money to start a business. You'd have a lot more job opportunities, which means you could negotiate your own salary. You could get into sold out concerts or shows or things that you love because you'd have people that would be welcoming you in the doors and be inviting you to those places. You'd have any door open to you possible, right? Anything would be possible because you could either get there yourself or through someone else. I mean, that's really the essence of life that we have now. So you need to figure that out. And also the important thing about that as well, on a personal basis, is the more interactions you have with other people, you learn a lot about yourself. You learn what type of people that you really like being around only from interacting with those people. You don't figure that out sitting on your couch or reading that in a book. (laughs) No. You just can't. I mean, it's the same thing with working out. How do you know what you'd love to do working out if you don't do it, right? You may love group classes more than individual ones. You may love to ride on a bicycle. You may love to swim. But if you never do any of those things, how would you ever know? You can't assume that you wouldn't like something just by thinking about it. That never works. Yeah. I mean, we all know all of us have had experiences where we've gone into things negatively and then afterwards thought, wow, that really wasn't as bad as I thought it was. Or I really like that. Right. And that happens all the time. So you got to get out there and learn. And, and part of this also is learn behaviors. You get better socially with more experience with it, because like anything else in life, you're just used to having conversations. You know what people are going to say. You know, if maybe you don't get a negative reaction doing something, well, then you can change that to get a positive one. So a lot of this is really learned behaviors. And everyone who is good socially, speaking with people, interacting with them, have done that tens of thousands, probably hundreds of thousands of repetitions to get where they are today. 
you just look at them again like the success story and think wow i want to be just like that person they must be awesome well yeah there are you know probably 0.1 percent of the population that are naturally good at doing something like that because that's just a skill that they have but the other 99.9 have learned this over a period of time. And so if you wanna have successful relationships personally and professionally in all areas of your life, you're gonna have to get out there and make them happen and learn from it and really pick up the necessary skill sets to be able to figure out how to do all this stuff. Yeah, you said so many great points there. and. In case any of you guys listening to Jason, when he was talking about how you get treated like a VIP and getting tickets to sold out concerts and all the stuff he was saying, all the perks that come with having these great relationships, it's true. And I've personally had more of that in my life in the past when I used to go out and I trained a lot of celebrities and local celebrities. And I used to get invited to all this stuff. Then I got away from it. Now I'm meeting a whole group of other people. But even besides that, Jason, like I said, I've known him for probably the better part of a year, if not more. And Jason has an amazing social life. He has pictures with all these cool guys that he knows, all these beautiful women. Jason, when I was talking to you around Christmas time, you were telling me like you went to 10 parties in a weekend. It was just ridiculous. Can you share just some of the ways that building relationships have changed your life? Well, I mean, I think first and foremost, it's the quality of the people that I'm hanging out with. I mean, the people that I'm spending my time with are amazing people, right? Personally and professionally, they're leaders in their fields. They're just great people. There are people that are giving back to the community at large. They are helping people. Um, They're inspiring them. There are people that are aspiring fashion people, people doing entertainment business. I mean, I met one of my friends back from college who's when I was out in L.A., you know, two weeks ago, that's like a high ranking VP at 20th Century Fox doing some awesome things in his life. And I got to hang out with him and a bunch of people one evening just doing that. Right. I mean, so there's all these opportunities that you meet through other people and what you do with them. And, you know, it's not about the quantity of people. People get caught up in that. End of the day, it's the quality of people I'm hanging out with and, and the choices that I have all the time. Right. So, you know, byproducts of that is that a lot of the weekends, I mean, I'll get five, 10, you know, in the fall, 15 things to do on the weekend invited to by other people. And then I have the choice to do what I want and the people I want to spend my time with. Right. I mean, I can do a lot of different things, but then there's also awesome things. Right. So I know one of the top mixologists in the United States is one of my friends. Well, I met him. <laughs> That's a good friend at, to have at another event. Right. Trying to promote his business even before he knew who I was. So then when I met him, he was like, oh, thanks. And I appreciate you doing this all the time. And I was like, oh, I love the place. I just want to help out and see you guys do better. Well, that started a great relationship. So he's invited me to some cool things. He's opening a brand new restaurant that I've known about before other people have. And I'm going to go to the soft opening behind closed doors. So there's a lot of those amazing exclusive opportunities. But it's also the more importantly, it is the people that you get to spend your time with for me, my time, that's really impacted my entire life and just amazing things that I can do. Today, I just sat down 
with three people and two of them were my good friends and helped vet business plan on kind of the new form of doing like a mobile in-home high-end kind of like hair and makeup that women would get. And just to go through this and have a conversation for a couple hours, you know, on the concept of where they're rolling out and what they're doing was just amazing. And I never would have had that and they were appreciative of the feedback I gave, but more importantly, it was the exchange of ideas and the things that I got to learn from doing that. So by going out there and meeting more people, that's the life that everyone can have. And it's not that difficult to do. And the great thing is, is that everyone wants to meet new people and people want to make new friends and they're sick of going out and not meeting new people and not having new experiences. And they're tired a lot of times of the people they're hanging out and they'd love to have an infusion of a new person with new ideas and thoughts um, and passions and interests in their own life. Yeah. And just another slew of great points. And I want to share something really important with you guys listening because communication, people are actually getting more distant. We're spending more time on Facebook, on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, on our cell phones. When someone's in line and they're a little anxious because they really want to talk to someone and have some social interaction, but uh, I just pull out the phone. So this can really set you apart from other people. And you can find those high level people, those quality people they hang out with. And just to make another point, you don't have to have the crazy type of busy socialite that Jason has, but you can experiment and see how far you want to take it. And who knows, maybe it's right for you. Maybe you want more than what Jason has. Who knows? Maybe you want to lay back from it, but you got to start getting out there. You got to start seeing what's available. You got to try, you got to push yourself. So Jason, I think we've sold the idea pretty hard, but what are practical steps that guys can take to start developing this amazing social life that we're talking about? Yeah. And I think one thing you mentioned, I think is really important. I mean, they've done studies that people are doing less in groups and with other people than in the history of mankind. Wow. And so did not know um, that. Yeah. So it's actually the data is out there. So it's basically today showing that social and communication skills across the entire board have eroded significantly, even since like the 1960s and 70s. They've done like a bunch of studies on that where people are less a part of groups and organizations and more by themselves. So therefore you have less connectivity to other people around you. And so that really affects what's going on. So I think that that's one of the things you can go back, right? History is a great place where you can learn from, right? So if you look back and like even 40s, 50s and 60s, you'll see that people were doing crazy things like going to picnics. The average person in like 1960s was going to 12 picnics a year, which means they were getting together with people and they were hanging out, like congregating, meeting new people. That was the form, right? Because we didn't have all this technology where people were by themselves or spending all this time on it. So they were actually much more integrated in the fabric of their society. Now, they may have not been obviously talking to people across the world, but within where they live, they were much more integrated than they are currently today. So I think you've got to take a look at that and saying, okay, well, what is a lesson I can learn? And I would say to you, one of the first lessons is the power of a group, right? Because if you look at like they've done, again, studies on this. If you go to a group setting now, for instance, I'm saying a charity happy hour, you could go to a museum group, you could even go to a rock climbing club 
or, you know, I'm not into politics, but politics is also a similar type organization is inside of groups. There is trust that automatically is given to any individual walking inside of a room where you will not get that same trust if you walk into a bar, a restaurant, a club, anything else. It just not happened. And right. part of that is because you're joining an organization that everyone has a reason to be there or some cause or for whatever it might be. So that's always easier when you do that. And also those people are much more open to meeting other people. So the barrier to having conversations is a lot easier. So you may not be as good. You may not like have as much skill sets, but there's a lot more opportunities and forgiveness that you can actually be a part of when you're inside of those groups. So that's a really great way. And also group settings, you can meet people that come back and every once in a while, they'll either go it for events, they'll be participating in a lot of this stuff. So I think a lot of that stuff is really, really beneficial for people to start off with and kind of move forward on. Yeah, that's a great piece of advice there. So find a group, but you made another fantastic point and just use a personal example out of my life right now, because I'm a little more introverted than a lot of people might imagine from listening to me on this podcast, but I've been going to a podcaster's group. It's been amazing. I'm getting all these new opportunities. I'm going to be introducing some of the guests at this podcast movement get together that's going to be happening in a couple weeks because I met the guy who's putting on the event. It's just been amazing. So guys, think about what you're into or maybe even about what you're thinking about getting into, what you're interested in getting into and start looking for those groups. Do you recommend meetup.com? How do you recommend guys find these places? You know what? I'm not a big fan of general meetups. I think if you want to do a meetup for something specific, like maybe you, again, you want to go do some sort of sport or activity, I think it's fine. But general meetups, I love charities and nonprofits because that's where socially mobile people are at today. So the people charities that are that and is, nonprofits yeah, and nonprofits, meaning museums, operas, symphonies, local cultural events and other organizations such as those are fantastic ways to meet people because those are where the hiring managers are sitting for your next job. Those where venture capitalists are sitting to fund your business. That is where the next political leaders are sitting. And if you talk to executives and people who are supreme networkers, they will tell you they don't go to networking events. They go to where the people are that are making decisions and running the world. Wow. And those where those people are sitting, right? Yeah, I mean, sure. Richard Branson has charities. Look on his thing. That's where he is attending, right? So if you want to go meet him, the easiest way to go meet him is to go to functions and things that he's supporting because that's where he's going to be. Other people that know him are going to be, right? It's the easiest way. So, and I bring him up just because that's everyone else as well. People want to participate in these events, right? And sometimes they do it for whatever reason, but they're there. So you want to get involved with those types of events. And they're very easy. And a lot of them, you can even volunteer and go for free. So money is never really an object. It's just doing that. And if someone has, you know, thinking about, well, I'm going to an event and I don't know anyone. So I'm really worried about that. Okay, well, it's easy. You just call up the organization. They always need help. And you're saying, hey, yeah, can I do something? Can I volunteer for the event? And they'll be like, yeah. So you can come and ask to volunteer for helping on the event before the event starts. So you can actually start meeting people beforehand. And the greatest way is to work the check-in table because now you're meeting every person that's coming into the event. 
So then when your shift is done and you start walking through the crowd, you'll have met these people for the second time. Yeah. So it's almost like, and think about it this way, it's almost like going on a second date with a person, right? You see them for two seconds, you have a conversation, and now you're re-engaging later, so they're more excited to see you, right? And that's a great opportunity for you to go and engage with people and meet new people during a room. And again, people's defenses are down, so they're much more open to having a conversation with you. And, you know, when you go in rooms like that, people love to talk about one thing, that's themselves. So <laughs> if you just ask questions, and it's easy in a group setting. So why are you here tonight? Are you a part of this organization? Do you support it? And they'll, they can talk about that. I mean, you can just ask them easy questions like that and fun questions about their life. And people keep talking about it. And there you go. Now you've just met a new person and people at an event. So Jason, you basically gave uh, no money, a very low cost way of becoming like this super networker, this go-getter yeah. guy who meets a ton of people, the movers and shakers, the people who are making things happen, who are running the world, like you said. And it's funny you bring yes. up Richard Branson because I initially met you because I was going to train Richard Branson and I wanted to up my social skills and figure out like, cause I know you're very, even though I've had a lot of very wealthy clients and CEOs and whatnot, but I really wanted your perspective. So it's funny you bring them up because remember that yes. you were, you helped me coach him and, and actually it was very, very helpful. It got my mind in the right place and kind of gave me some things to work on. Yeah. So anyway, Jason, you said that just like working out, we need to work on our social communication and emotional yes. skills daily. What did you mean by that? And how do we actually do that? Social and communication and emotional skills are learned, right? You learn them by doing them. So the more that you flex those muscles, the better results you're going to get. If you work out once a week, it's, you're going to get a lot different results than if you work out five days a week. So the same thing goes here, right? So you have to find ways to engage with other people. Now, you know, you should take every opportunity you have. You should be talking to people when you're in line at a coffee shop, at the dry cleaner. You can be talking to the people that work service people. I think anyone just asking them, how's everything? How's your day going? And just ask them questions and get engaged because you start getting used to talking to people and having conversations and not getting inside of your head and not psyching yourself out. I mean, how many clients I've had that have said in dating and relationship terms, you know, I've seen that woman across the room and I'm not really sure what I should say. And I tried to think about it and I hesitated and I wasn't sure. And then in a moment she was gone. Right. And, and they were like, wow, I should have taken that opportunity. Well, you know why that happened was because you weren't working out five days a week. Yep. Right? You were working out once a week or once every couple of weeks, and that's the problem. So all this are habits that you create that you're on autopilot with, just like breathing, just like breathing, just like doing a lot of things in our life that are habitual that we never think about doing, that we know how to do. I mean, you know how to open a can by twisting it to the right because you know the lid's gonna come off left and you mean you know how to do all this stuff because that's what you've been sort of you know, trained to do so that's what you've got to do and you've got to take every opportunity and that's why group settings are great opportunities because what you can do is you can talk to a lot more people and when you go to like a charity or nonprofit event or even a networking group or a business vertical group 
there can be anywhere from 15 to 100 people there. Those are people you can start practicing your skills on in a very low difficulty environment, right? The bar is very low. And you can practice giving out your contact information, getting their contact information, right? How is that all done? So you can be a lot more effective with it in much harder environments if you're out on the weekend or if you meet some interesting people. Last week, I met some cool people at the grocery store and I just exchanged (laughs) information with them that just seemed like some guys that were just standing there that we were talking about some sporting stuff that they love the Dallas Mavs and ID2 and I exchange information because they go to a lot of games at ID2, right? Well, I didn't even think about it twice. It's like, we should go get together. And like, oh yeah, it's awesome. Well, again, ask me that question a decade ago, I probably would have hesitated and I may not even have started that conversation, but this is all practice, right? It's all practice. And the reality is there's no right thing to say. The only thing to say is, how's everything? How's your week going? What fun things do you have planned, right? Talk about fun things that are escape, right? Because the three things that I've found after talking to thousands of people and asking them the questions, you know, why do you go out? The first is primary, they want to escape their lives. Most people don't like their lives and they don't enjoy what's going on. So they go out to escape what's going on in their work, their home, their family, whatever's going on, that's what they do. Secondly, they're out there to meet other people. They just want to meet new people. And thirdly, they want to meet people the opposite sex for dating and relationships or whatever it is that they want. Um, And then, you know, fourthly, it's charity and nonprofits if they're going to those specific areas. So these things are really important to take in mind. So people want to escape. They don't want you to ask, where are you from? What do you work? The interview type questions. They want to ask, well, Gee, what are you doing this weekend? What fun are you having this summer? What trips are you going on? People love talking about that type of things. Or where do you want to go, right? It's always easy because you're talking about people's passions and things that they're fired up about. Think about yourself. Do you want someone to ask you about your job or do you want someone to ask you about the thing that you're most excited about in your life? Yeah. Everyone's going to say what they're most excited about. If you want to triple your dating or have better relationships, go to our website and sign up to receive our free report that will help you attract women naturally. Sure. I'm fortunate right now to be excited about what I do for work, but yeah, absolutely. And one thing that I really like that you stated, well, actually you said a few things, basically that guys... And this should sound familiar because it's something I've talked about too. But basically, you have to start talking with people on a regular basis at all the places that you go to. That's what Jason said to do first. And then to take it to the next level, that's when you start going to these events, the charity and nonprofit events, a volunteer there and start talking to people. The more you talk to people, the easier it'll become. And the more doors will open for you for whatever it is that you desire. And Jason, something that you said that was super, super important that I want to drive home to all you guys listening is that you said people love to talk about themselves. So ask questions. And so many times it's like guys want to come up and say something really cool. The coolest thing you can do is what you said, Jason, to ask questions. That's what you should be doing with women who you want to date. It's what you should be doing with friends you want to make. Just asking those questions, super important. Yeah, man, that's just great stuff. So Jason, you've also mentioned social capital and how it plays such a big role in the relationship building process. What is social capital? 
Well, social capital is really your network of people that you have in your life, right? And your indirect network, that's other people that are connected to the people that you know, because that's really builds your resources in your entire life of everything that you can do at that point, right? So it plays a point when you walk in a room and you know people, they'll introduce you to other people. They will know of you from other people. They will see your social capital on Facebook as how many friends you have. What you have on Twitter and online plays a role what you do in that. So all this makes up of your perceived value to other people and how they view you in your life and your connections that you have with other people. And that plays a huge role in what goes on, right? Because if you walk into a room or you go out, let's say you walk in a restaurant, it's a lot easier to meet people if you look across the room and you don't know anyone, it's hard. But if you see three people you know, it's really easy because you can go over to those three different groups of people and if those people like you, they'll introduce you to everyone they're with. And now you've met all these people and you can't barely even work the room in that time and you haven't even <laughs> talked to a stranger, right? right. It's so easy. And it happens all the time to me. And so it gets to the point where you can't keep up with the amount of people that are engaged in your life because it sprouts. And it keeps growing like that. And that's a really important point to grow. And I think today your social capital is one of the most valuable things that you have. You know, there's human capital. When you have a business, there's financial capital. And there's a social capital and clout you have. And that's really important. I mean, venture capital, people use that. And leaders use that all the time, right? I mean, presidents use that, right? In the United States and every other country. That's how you have clout and influence over what's going on around you and can make things significantly easier or harder on yourself. And when it comes to just dating and relationships, it's a lot easier to meet a lot more people if you are meeting them through other people. And if you walked into that scenario, someone said, you know, you should meet Ted. He's a great guy. And that's awesome, right? Or meet Julie. She's a great woman. You know, you should meet her. And I think all that stuff plays a huge role and it's an influence. So that's a real big role. And I think how you do that is start by leading, right? Taking the step forward and getting out there and meeting more people and then starting to do small things that are free, like introducing people to other people. One of the things that has worked for me brilliantly that people refuse to do is just introduce people to other people. I do this all the time. I go to charity events and I'll introduce two strangers to each other, meaning I don't even know either. <laughs> okay. And it works amazing because now you're seen as a social hub and I've met both people. And then that person looks as you as the conduit and they think to yourself, wow, that guy must be somewhat powerful and have a lot of confidence. Whether you do or not, it's perceived, right? And that happens all the time. I was out today even sitting down with four people and I saw someone across the room and I waved and I waved them over and they came over and met everyone at the table. And now I was the social hub. And, you know, the people at the table said, wow, you like know everyone. And my other friend said, yeah, Jason's the mayor of Dallas. Well, <laughs> the mayor of Dallas. Right. So it's all perceived. So. This is where the role plays. And when in terms of dating and relationships, that gives you a lot more power because if you're a man or woman and the opposite sex is seeing you like that, they're thinking, wow, that guy must be a great guy. I really need to get to know him. If that other person is saying things about him and look, he knows all these people, he's gotta be really social and he must have good communication skills and people must like him. There's gotta be something there. Well, your work 
is really done at that point. <laughs> you yeah. don't have to take the effort. You don't have to try to convince someone of spending more time with you at that point because you've already done a lot just by showing up in what you're doing. So it's a huge role and it comes in business too, right? It comes in the business that whether it comes to, you know, working in an organization, I mean, if people like you, you're an influencer, right? If you can actually build consensus, then people on the top of the organization think I got to keep promoting that guy because everyone here likes him and we couldn't afford to lose a person like that. That's a key piece leadership person in our organization. If you want to start your own business, the same thing plays itself out, right? People want to help you at that point and want you to succeed because they like you. Yeah. Let me interject there really quick because it's so important what you're saying right now. I have a very successful attorney client of mine. He basically only takes $20 million cases and up, right? And he said, he's like, listen, the people who bring in the business are more important than the people who do the work, right? The people who bring in the work are more important than the people who are doing the work. And it's these social skills and the social capital that you're talking about, Jason, that turns you into that guy who's bringing yes. in the work, who's creating the connections. So yes. whether it's business relationships or relationships with women, it really comes down to having these social skills and social capital. I just get pumped up talking to you, man. <laughs> it's same thing for women, though, too. I mean, you know, women can have a lot more opportunities out there in dating and relationships and business and really any part of their life if they just stepped up a little bit sometimes and just were more a little more assertive, not aggressive, just assertive and going up there and talking to people and really taking the lead role in what's going on. And there are definitely a lot of women that do that, but there are a lot of women that can do that as well. And so I think that's something that can really help them. And again, introducing people to other people is a lost art. And that's what the people used to do that were the socialites back in the day, like Howard Hughes Day and all that. That's what they used. They walked around the room and they introduced people to other people. And that's what you can do in any event. I did that before. In fact, you know, I was telling a story to a client of mine today that the Dallas Museum of Art two years ago had a big event and I'm part of the Young Professionals group. And they didn't have an after party. And I was like, well, this event ended at like 11 o'clock. And I was like, I want to hang out with more of these people. So I want to get them somewhere. So I told everyone that the unofficial after party was at the Ritz Carlton. So I walked around the room and talked to people and I mentioned it to them just in passing and didn't have conversations with people. And we had a lot of the people at an event. There were probably 150, 200 people that went to the Ritz just because I walked around the room and told them that. That is powerful stuff. Right. And so you can do stuff like that. And trust me, I knew part of those people, but I didn't know what I mean. I went to, you know, probably at least 50 percent of the people that I went up to. I didn't know anyone in the group. And all I said was, yeah, the unofficial after parties at the Ritz. It's too early to close this down. Everyone's looking sexy and they're awesome and we need to all go over there. So come on over. Right. And people like they love that. They want to have somewhere to go. Right. People's core sense is they want to belong to something. So a lot of this stuff is just easy. You just have to actually do it. It's amazing at the results that you can get by doing it. And plus, confidence and being passionate about something is sexy. Both men and women have said the same thing to me, right? And again, that's why you got to get out and practice these skill sets because the more you do them, the more confident you get, the more passionate you get about people because you're interacting with them and the more opportunities that you actually see that could be possible at that point. And the more things that you're willing to try at that point because you know that they'll work. There you go, guys. You want to be more confident? Follow this. Follow Jason's advice. 
It's a perfect way because being confident in social situations, we don't need to rehash. We've driven it into their heads, but it's just so important. And uh, you've said that. And I have another friend who actually is Little John, the hip hop guy. He also does DJ. He's Little John's bodyguard. And I've interviewed him as well. He's a really good friend of mine. I've known him for I guess a decade now. And he says a lot of the same stuff that you do, although you do a very different, you do kind of more charities and nonprofit work, but it's just so important, no matter if you want to be a high level bodyguard or if you want to be like the mayor of Dallas, like Jason, this will change your life. So Jason, I know we've given some great practical advice already, but you have three practical exercises for the guys that they can start applying right away. Can we get into that? Yeah, I think one of the things that everyone needs to do is to really sit down and write out three goals that they want to accomplish, you know, for the rest of the year. And I pick three as a very small number and how you kind of can think about how to pick out those goals and figure, you know, think about them is I think if you take a look forward and do three steps. One, how do you want to be remembered in life? Like, what do you want your legacy to start being, right? And secondly, what matters to you most and why? Because a lot of times I'll hear people will say to me, well, when it comes to dating and relationships, they'll be like, well, I want to meet, you know, a man or I want to meet a woman for X and Y reasons. And I'll be like, okay, well, why? And a lot of the times the reason is, is because they want to meet other people because they're unfulfilled. They don't have a lot of friends. Yep. They don't feel like people around them think that they're popular and they want to hang out with a popular man or woman. There's a lot of things that are lacking in themselves and it's not even about the other person. And so I think it's really important. Why is a critical question to ask and why you're doing it? And then you got to sit down and ask yourself, like, how do I get from where you're at to where you want to go? Right. I mean, look at where you currently are and be brutally honest with that and then start trying to identify the specific steps, right, that you need to get to. And if you start doing this with three goals and maybe whatever the three goals are, right, they could be anything. I think it could be business related. It could be your love life. It could be your physical health. It could be relationships with your family. I think you've got to have an envisioned place where you want to go, right? Like a lighthouse out there, because then you'll be able to get there. You'll know what you want. You'll be a lot more confident. You'll be a lot more certain and focused, right? About where you're going. It's just like going to an airport. If you went to the airport and someone said you're flying from Miami to Chicago, but I'm not going to tell you what gate and there's no way for you to figure out. (laughs) Well, there may be a chance that you land at the right gate, but odds are you won't, right? So you need a roadmap for your life and where you want to go. And it's not to say that's not going to change. It's not to say that where you want to head today, you'll completely do a 180 on it. But at least you'll be heading in a direction and moving forward. You've and got people, to choose a direction. you yeah. got to choose a direction because when people feel like they're making progress in their life and feel like they're giving and helping other people, they feel alive, they feel happy, and they have this excitement about tomorrow and they want to do more but you got to feel like you're making progress i mean obviously you actually want to be making it too but it's the feeling that starts getting people moving forward and getting motivated right and people say they're not motivated it's because they don't feel like they're making progress in their life and they don't feel like they're growing well 
you got to be able to do that through some mechanism. So you've got to really give yourself a hard look and figuring out, okay, if I want what I want, why do I want it? And then pick out the things in there. And so I think that's the first step. I think secondly, you've got to figure out in business the other thing is a people plan, right? Because a lot of people say, well, I hate my job or I don't really know what I want to do. Well, the point is, is that we all don't necessarily. <laughs> I mean, I talk, I'm going to talk to you, Ted, about stuff. And the point we talked about was we came up with specific plans to get moving forward. And I said to you even back then, where you are today in 12 months, it's going to be different than even where you thought because your journey will lead you because of all the amazing conversations, interactions you're going to have. Because you're a really smart guy, you're going to figure a lot of this out along the way. That's life. And that's every single person that's ever existed that's been successful. You know, no one woke up. Steve Jobs didn't wake up and know that he was going to run Apple. Remember, he got thrown out of Apple. Right. So he didn't know all this, right? He learned it along the journey. So you will too as you move forward at that point. So that's going to be a critical part of this whole process in doing these things. So you want to really remember that. And I think, again, committing to building relationships with people and that's getting out and starting to meet more people so you learn what you want in your life and you surround yourself with the great people and again going through groups is the easiest way and interest groups right find out things that you're passionate about and if you don't know just start doing something right because you might go to salsa dancing and i again i talked to a client about this go to salsa dancing yeah like, that's a really great like one it. yeah i don't like it and i'm like you know what go do it anyways because <laughs> you know what because a lot of times, again, we talked before, you may like it afterwards, but you also may like the people you meet and that could influence whether you like it or not. But if you don't, when you walk out, you never have to go again, but you'll start to see, well, you know what? I don't like doing salsa dancing, but you know what? I really love more like art. Well, then I'd be like, okay, well then go learn how to paint. There's so many things that you could do in your life at that point. A lot of stuff is by trial and error. We only know what we know by doing it at that point. We don't learn by watching the TV or sitting in your couch. So you gotta get out there and find interest groups and other stuff you're doing and interacting, you'll figure this out. So make yourself you know, a plan to get out there, a people plan by finding the people that you need to meet in your life, right? So maybe you want to meet your salesperson and you really wanna meet and you're working in the pharmaceutical industry and you're like, well, I want to meet more executives in the pharmaceutical industry. Well, then go to LinkedIn, find out all the pharmaceutical companies that are located in your area and find out directors, managers, VPs, and try to go and get meetings with them. And you can say an informational meeting for 15 minutes and saying, I'd love to sit down and find out more you know, about what you're doing, your career path. It's something that I'm really looking forward to do. And you know, you can structure those emails in a way that people will actually want to sit down and do that to you and really be helpful to you. In fact, I just sat down and before I went out to LA, I did an experiment and someone I wanted to meet was this guy, Keith Ferrazzi. He's like a New York Times bestseller and he's the number one business networker in the world. Wow. And so I wanted to meet him. So I took what I learned and said, okay, I'm going to give myself seven days and I don't have any conduit in. I'm not going to use any possible conduit other than communications. And I set up a business meeting in seven days. And I did that with someone else as well in the last week. And then I shot off nine, I tried to meet with 10 people in LA and nine out of the 10 people I met with. And the one person I didn't meet with was because I didn't have a valid email address. And these were all people I didn't know, I had never met and never come in contact with before. Wow, but, that is just crazy you know, to think but you about. Should, but everyone can do that in their own city, right? And if you pair that also 
when now starting to get and meet more people through other organizations, you start to build more opportunities to meet like new people. Because when you go to that charity group or that museum group, that person may know someone who's working in a pharmaceutical company, right? Or whatever job that you want. So then that person could make an introduction. And the more that you tell people what you're looking to do, the more that they'll help you because they'll think, oh, I, you know, I know that person. Let me introduce you. And they'll do that. And now you have an easy introduction to whatever it may be that you want in your life. Let me just interject there for a second, because what you're saying is so powerful. You're just naming example after example. And guys, if Jason's overloading you a little bit, that's okay. Because what I want you to take away from what he's saying is there's no excuse for you to be bored, for you to be lacking the type of social network that you like, the types of friends, the type of women that you want to meet. If you're lacking in a job, there is no excuse unless you are listening to this out, unless you live in the woods, right? There is no excuse. And even then you can find a way, right? Right. There's, There's always a way. I think that's the one thing that if you, again, you talk to really successful people with is they don't take no for an answer. Right. Find Some a way. Say yeah. no to them, but they always will say, I never say no to my dream or my goal or what it is that I want in my life. Right. So you have to be of that mindset and you can really move forward. And the final thing I tell people is that start organizing and taking charge of things. Right. To build social capital, it's an easy thing. Right. If you start planning events, I mean, again, I have this with my clients all the time and they tell me every single time that the amazing things that happen and and by taking charge, meaning that they will go and text a bunch of friends, right? That go to brunch, but they'll be leading it because so again, they're the focus. They're the one leading it, right? Another thing I do on Facebook that's really helped me is that I go to a charity event that looks fun and cool and I'll go invite a lot of people to the event, right? And you know, some people show up, most of the people don't. But people that do show up, now I'm the guy who invited them. So they're actually grateful and happy for showing up because they didn't even know the event was going to happen. So now they'll introduce me to their friends or other people or be excited to see me and other people see that, right? And I can stay in contact with those people and meet new people because I took a leadership role and it cost me zero. There's no cost. It took me what? On Facebook, probably 60 seconds to send those invites to text people. That probably took maybe two minutes. But again, it changed the entire relationship I have with those people and my interaction and the relationships with people that I never even met before. Yeah. It's extremely powerful. And again, most of this stuff costs you really nothing or very close to it, If period. Even if you have money or you don't, it doesn't really matter. You can't buy this. You have to actually earn it by doing it. And so that's a huge opportunity and it levels the playing field for everyone, right? When it comes to people, maybe geniuses, they may be born into money, right? They may be physically beautiful, but the one thing that all those people can't get is social capital, social skills, social influence by themselves, true influence. Sure. Not the ones that people want to do it because they're trying to get something from you because that's not influence. All it is is someone's hanging on someone's coattails. They don't really care. Well, the difference is if you earn it this way, you will be more powerful in your own life to get whatever you want on your own terms and create the legacy and the life that you'll look back on your life and not like my dad and wish 
that he would have done all of these things differently and created all these relationships in the ways that he didn't do. Yeah. Wow. That is just, I know I've said, wow, like 50 times, but you really have just kind of blown me away with all this. And I know that you've really gotten into the minds of guys and to let them know that there's all these things that you can do. And guys, if Jason gave you a lot, listen to this interview again, take notes, sit down. I know you're probably driving in your car. Maybe you're at the gym. Maybe you're doing something else, but go back over it, sit down, pick out what feels like something that you would do or something that kind of interests you and go and do it or just go for it and just go right to the nonprofits and charities. And Jason just unloaded a ton of valuable advice that could change your life if and all you have to do is take action on it well jason you have this great advice from a mentor that you received can you share that with us and then we'll wrap things up and let the guys know where to find you yeah the best advice that i ever got was really focus on helping other people successful and realize their dreams first and then anything you want to do will be possible. And the reason is, is you stand out when you try to help other people. You know, if you go to a networking group, everyone is looking to get something. If you go around and say, well, how can I help that person? And ask them, what do you do in your career? What do you need? And you go out and do that. That's such a different experience. You stand out amongst everyone else. And that's an experience they never had before. And people when they experience that, they want more of it. And means that means they want more of you, right? And so now you create true influence at that point because that person actually really likes you to start off with. And they've only had 10 minutes talking to you. So, and when you start doing this over and over and over again as repeated behavior and you start building your relationship over time with someone like that, you know, you create experiences where there are dozens and dozens of people that actually love and care about you and have deep feelings and they want to do anything to help propel you farther because there are not many people like you in the world and they want to see those people succeed right and if it's someone you're romantically interested to you're going to have a level and relationship that you could have never experienced before because if you're a man and you go out and do this to a woman that you're dating and try to help them over time when appropriate to help them move forward in their own career people are like wow how's that possible like whoever would do that just to try to help i mean they would never experience anything like that well again that deepens your relationship with other people. And so if you lead with giving and helping other people and then focus on what you need secondarily, you'll actually get a massive abundance because then all those people will give it to you. But the other thing is sort of a byproduct on that too, what I found over time was it actually reduced all my social anxiety from talking to people or minimized it, <laughs> Right. <laughs> you know? Because yeah. then I would be walking up to people and be thinking, how can I make that person smile, be happy, or just, ask them without worrying about what am I going to get with them, right? Because if you do that, you're worrying about more about how you're going to perform and people judging you and what they think. But if you go there with the mindset of helping someone, everything works out amazingly well. If you want to triple your dating or have better relationships, go to our website and sign up to receive our free report that will help you attract women naturally. Yeah, powerful stuff. Lead with that and watch what happens because like you said, <laughs> too many people are just trying to get from other people and yes, we can all tell that. So totally. powerful words, Jason. 
Awesome. So please let the guys know, give yourself a plug and let the guys who are listening know where they can learn more about you, what you do. Maybe they want to get coaching with you or to check out some of your products. Where can they find you, Jason? Yes. So you can go to my website, beextraordinary.tv. And that's just like it's spelled out, B-E, extraordinary, all one word, .tv. And you can find out I've got a book coming out called Social Wealth. And that's really talking about how to build extraordinary personal and professional relationships that last a lifetime. And I go through specifically how to do quite a bit. So it's a very hands-on, a lot of information. And I break it down and tell you specifically what to do inside of the book. And you can go to my website and be able to find coaching. So I do coaching for both men and women on dating and relationships, business, leadership, social capital, and also on self-development. So pretty much a wide array of things on there. You will see some new products I'm in the process of launching. And also I have another book that's coming out in the fall called Extraordinary, The Art of the Exceptional Life, where I give you the blueprint to create the life that you truly love. And it's pretty much helping you build a holistic life from your relationships to your business, to personal interests, to everything else and getting past any roadblocks or hurdles and challenges that you may have to move forward as quickly as possible. And there's a lot more as a newsletter there and tons of other free things that you can get as well. Excellent. Well, guys, this is just a taste of what Jason has to offer. Like I said, I personally done coaching with him. Go over to his website, check out his newsletter, check out his products, everything that Jason puts out. I have a couple of Jason's products, some of his audio products, things that he was a part of. Everything's top notch and full of content, just like this interview. So Jason, thank you so much for being here. And I really appreciate your time and all the amazing information that you shared. Well, thanks, Ted. It's great to be here. If anyone has a question, they can email me at jason at beextraordinary.tv and I'd be happy to get back with them as well. So thanks again. I appreciate everyone listening to the podcast today. Excellent. And if you do email Jason, make sure you let him know that you found out about him through the Alpha Man Project with Ted Rice. You've reached the end of another episode of The Man Project. Connect with us at manprojectpodcast.com. Don't forget to sign up to our newsletter to receive our free tools. See you next episode.